Welcome back to Mining Stock Daily from the Beaver Creek Precious Metals Summit. Sitting with me now is Matthew Lennox King from Contact Gold. Contact Gold trades on the TSX Venture with the symbol C and on the U.S. markets with CGOL. Matt, good to speak with you once again. Welcome to Colorado. How's the first couple days treating you? Uh, thanks for having me. And the first couple of days, I mean, I'd say really positive. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, most years, this is the best conference that we go to. Um, I'd say this year, the fact that we've had the great run up in the gold price um, over the last three months in the lead up to the conference actually gives some of that buzz some, uh, some legitimacy. Yeah, over uh, over previous years. Yeah. So uh, we got a number of things we want to talk about uh, this morning, but uh, you know it was kind of a slow start to the exploration season in Nevada because there was quite the winter and a lot of snow cover. But uh, we've seen some more drill results come in. There's some good uh, good results. Uh, shallow, good oxidized gold, and uh, there, we wanted to, I wanted to chat about some of the misconceptions, but. Can you kind of run us through some of those numbers and uh, what your your thoughts are on those drill results that have come in and, and leading up to what's happening here in the fall? Yeah, absolutely. So at Pony Creek, as you mentioned, we drilled um, roughly 4,700 meters. We split that between, between three target areas, uh, being the bull zone where we have the historic resource, uh, the stallion zone, which is the big... Uh, really large oxide discovery we made last year, and then what we call the north zone or the Appaloosa zone. So the drill results to date uh, that we've been releasing have all been from the bowl zone. And the goal in that program was to offset and grow the footprint of oxide gold mineralization. So we've been targeting 50 and 100 meter step outs, and we've been targeting that shallow environment. So zero to really 150 meters. And to date, Roughly 50% of all the gold we've intercepted in drilling at Pony Creek has been less than 50 meters from surface. So still really, really shallow, especially in today's context. And for the most part, it's been strongly oxidized as well. And, and that's really key. So I will preface this next question by saying I am a shareholder of Contact Gold. And one of the, like, when those drill results came out, like I was, I was definitely enthused about them because of how shallow they were. But I do think the market at a time where it's definitely rewarding high-grade results maybe misinterpreted those results a little bit. Am I correct in maybe thinking that way? Or uh, like, what, do we, you know, what does Contact need to do to really communicate that? because of the shallowness, because of the type of oxidation, yeah. that's that these results were really spectacular? That's a really good question. And on your first point, I, I absolutely agree that it's companies like Great Bear Resources, right, who are, who are drilling high grades, who are getting the market love, if you will, market attention. I think in Nevada specifically, um, you know, there are a lot of operations mining at 0 0.35, 0 0.4, 0.45, uh, type of grades and, ma and making fantastic cash flow off that. Um, most of our drill results have been significantly above those. Um, and I think at the end of the day, it comes down to what, what are your project economics, right? You can have a gold deposit that's running 0.5 grams per ton, or you could have one that's running 5 grams per ton. And at the end of the day, they could very well have exactly the same economics. So what type of um, drilling results should we expect to see coming down the pipeline? Yeah, exactly. So we will see results from the stallion zone, which is the big, broad oxide gold target to over a two-kilometer strike length. We've been extending that off the northern zone, northern end. So again, we'll see, call it typical Nevada oxide grades uh, over big widths, 30, 40, 50, 60 meters, um, and uh, straight from surface. 
So really amenable to uh, a straightforward potential heap leach operation in the future. Uh, and then from the north zone, again, we'll see shallow oxide gold results. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's really key is that we have done some deeper drilling at Pony Creek, but it really looks to us as though the gold potential is in that near surface environment. And that's a real positive because, I mean, down the line, I know this is way down the line, but there might be an opportunity to get that uh, get the project into development and start pe- start heap leaching some of that and get some cash flow. And that's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is we've had a couple uh, conversations with people the last couple of days about the differences between a company in this industry and a business. And Absolutely. right in a business, you need cash flow. Like, and, and so I don't want to get too forward in thinking, but like... As the CEO of this company, do you see an opportunity down the line to actually generate cash flow? Or is Pony Creek something that you would better be suited kind of merging somewhere else? So absolutely, there's the opportunity (laughs) because you've got the shallow oxide. Um, And at the end of the day, you know, really comes in, what's the best answer for the shareholders? Do you need to raise so much capital, even to put in a small operation, that it becomes dilutive and you're better off looking for a bid? But... I do, I do think your point on the difference between a company and a business is a really valid one. And I would add in one other aspect to that is not just cash flow, but how do you grow and sustain your cash flow? Right? So how do you go from a single, small single asset producer, slightly larger multi-asset producer? So yeah, in, in the right environment with the right, uh, I guess, bits of success behind us, yeah, that's something that, that could be very interesting to us. So let's move on, and we want to talk about uh, your plan of operations and kind of what the company is uh, planning on doing with that and just kind of fill in uh, the investors with what your thoughts are. Absolutely. So our plan of operations, um, we anticipate having that in the next 30 to 45 days. Um, all the study work is done. It's for in for final review with the BLM. And that'll give us approximately 100 acres of disturbance. And simply put, that will allow us to go anywhere that we see fit to go with a drill at Pony Creek, meaning it opens up for drilling a number of the new target areas that we just haven't been able to get to. Uh, these are targets like the Palomino, where you have soil samples up to half a gram of gold. Uh, Elliott Dome, which is in the very northern part of Pony Creek and is entirely surrounded by Gold Standard Venture. So it's, uh, it's certainly a really key catalyst for us. And we certainly intend, once that's in hand, to be a lot more aggressive at Pony than we have been. So you, if you receive that within a month, uh, two months at the most, I mean, can you, I mean, that puts you almost at the beginning of winter. I mean, will you be able to hit those targets at that time or will that have to wait until after the, the winter? Yeah, so it's a great question. Um, typically in the pinion range, so in that part of Nevada, you can get in and, and safely drill really through December um, with the big snows typically coming in January. Which is what we saw this year. Which is what we saw this year, right? And, and this year, to your, I think to your earlier point, you know, we had 200% of annual average snowpack, right, in, in that range, m- meaning a later start. Um, yeah, so we certainly intend to get back. And then uh, as a sidecar to Pony Creek, we picked up a project called Green Springs in a low-cost uh, purchase option. Now, Green Springs is interesting in that it's a former, it's a past producer, small heap leach operation in the early 90s, mined by US MX. Um, and what's really attractive to us is uh, the geologic story there, right? So the mining was shallow, only focused on really the first 50 meters. And there are a number, dozens, of unmined drill intercepts, ranging from a gram to four grams 
wow. over tens of meters, so 10, 20, 30, 40 meters. Are those 43-101 compliant? Uh, those, uh, so there, there's no compliant resource there. Uh, some of those drill holes are from the 80s. However, some of them are from the mid-2000s, like 2005, 2006. So okay. we have the data, we have the, uh, the RC chips. Yeah. Um, and it, it's an exciting story. It's, it's a property that you can drill year-round. It's 10 kilometers east of Fiore's Gold Rock deposit, which forms part of their pan mine uh, development plan. And we're genuinely excited. There's a really compelling geologic story there. Right. There's great existing drill results, and we think with really the, the team's expertise in these types of systems that it's something we can use to create a lot of value yeah. so, as a sidecar. Yeah. And it seems like it's, it's good leverage because a lot of juniors do not have the privilege of having more than one project, yes. right? Correct. And so... You know, now, but that's a little extra work on your plate. You know, like how you prioritize where the exploration is, where the drilling is, and all that, all that stuff. But it also, I think, is a testament to to the company as looking to diversify a little bit more, right? Yeah, yeah. I think you know, it's diversification to a certain point is is really key. If you get hung up on permitting, access, whatever it might be, um, to have that. 1B project, I think is very important. You obviously don't want to get yourself spread too thin trying to explore 10 projects at once, uh, but ha- having that safety valve or other high quality opportunity to create value, I think is very, very important. And so when are you, are you there now and will you be drilling or what's the, what's the process with uh, Green Springs? With Green Springs. So one of the, beyond the exploration potential and sort of the regional picture that it's down there, one thing that's very that was very attractive to us about Green Springs is it does have a valid plan of operations. So we're going through uh, the amendment or review process with the regulators right now, and we anticipate having that in hand realistically next week. Oh wow! So it's it is drill ready. Uh, the team is finishing up sort of the final drill program designs and recommendations. And all things being equal, um, we'd like to be drilling there within the month. Okay. Well, now that you have Green Springs and you're, if you're, you're going to drill it, it just means you've got more operational expenses, right? So can you tell us what your cash position is right now and how much you're looking, you're going to be spending up until the end of the year? Yeah, for sure. So our cash position is just over $2 million Canadian. Um, that Green Springs program will range between 100000 and 125000 So it's, it's low cost. It's RC drilling. It's shallow. It's fast. Um, so that's really not a big burn at all. And then Pony Creek really depends on the timing of the plan of operations and, and essentially access to what, what the weather's doing and can we get drill crews in there safely. So you, you could go... You could go drill at Green Springs right now while you're waiting for the Pony Creek Correct. plan and, and just then transition while those assays are, exactly are, in, the, are in the lab. That, that's exactly right. That's nice. exactly right. Yeah. So you got a very busy couple months. We do. We do. But, you know, we, you know our shareholders, our investors, um, and we have a great institutional following, um, you know, they, they, they entrust us with their capital to allocate it wisely and ultimately make discoveries, right? And that's, right. that's what they're invested in us for. Uh, what can you fill us in about uh, Pony Creek and GSV and that, that area of it as a jurisdiction? It, it's, it seems like it's finally hitting the news. You and I had a conversation earlier this summer, actually, uh, in your office just about how it, it almost seemed like it was really quiet. And I think a lot of it was because of the harsh winter that was mm-hmm. going on in the area. But 
do you feel like there's more eyes coming in on that uh, in that trend uh, now, or do you still think there's maybe a little ways to go yet? Um, I think it's a bit of both, to be honest. I think, so the neighbors, i.e. GSV, Gold Standard Ventures, put out their pre-feasibility study yesterday, which is a solid study. Shows really nice costs. Um, so I think that'll help draw some eyes. But I, I think that really that part of the Carlin trend from the interstate, or Elko, down south to Bald Mountain, still doesn't, still doesn't have the attention it deserves, right? Do you think a lot of it has to do with the Newmont Barrick joint venture there in the, in the state? I think that has slowed down some things. I think certainly they, they, that's a massive operation they need to merge together. Um, and, I, and, I, and I do think some folks are waiting to see what happens. Um, you know, there, there are some smaller mines just to the north of Gold Standard Ventures, uh, being Rain and Emigrant, which are two Newmont mines, one still in production, one uh, currently on care and maintenance, uh, that could be really, really attractive to some folks. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, what else am I forgetting to ask that you wanted to make sure listeners know? Look, I think that's been pretty comprehensive. I think the, um, you know, the run-up in the gold price, I think seeing the seniors and intermediate producers move, and as you pointed out, the select explorers who are getting high-grade results, I, th- I think those are all really positive signs. Um, and I think, I think the best is really yet to come in this, in this nascent recovery, if you will. I know some analysts are thinking that after this correction in uh, precious metals prices might be the first time when the juniors really do move. So let's we'll see if that holds true or not. But uh, Matt, thank you so much for your time. Enjoy the en- enjoy the rest of your trip here to Colorado. Thank you, absolutely, I will. And again, always a pleasure to chat. So thank you. That's Matthew Lennox King. He's the CEO of Contact Gold, which trades on the TSX Venture with the symbol C. And in the U.S. OTC markets with CGOL.